I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to season three, episode one of the Two Units podcast. We're back from the paddock and we're pumped to get stuck into another big year of racing. We got all our usual segments back today. We got specs across four states, the Sultan Supper. Pack your nags, and we're going to round out the show with our two units. As always, my name's Nick Foot. Joining me is my great mate and a real fresh-faced Sultan. Yes. Uh, Salts, welcome back, mate. Footy, great to be here. And listeners, it's great to be back. And yeah, I've been excited for for getting the show back on the road. And you mentioned I I got rid of a, a bit of a, my identity in the last week. I've gotten rid of my beard, and I'm and I'm fresh-faced, and I'm I'm ready to tackle season three, mate. It's a real thin moustache too. You look like a real sort of high-end pastry chef or something. So <laughs> yeah. It's oh, it a bit too much carbs in that for me, mate. But, <laughs> mate, we're still in holiday mode. So you mentioned the segments. We haven't actually been asked thinking of a new segment, but stay tuned because <laughs> yeah. we'll mix it up. We're not going to run out the same old gear. But if we did, probably still be pretty good anyway. But... Mate, yeah. speaking of holidays, what, what did you get up to? Where did you get off to? Yeah, well, well, I got the uh, spicy cough there for a couple of weeks, which um, put mm. back plans, but I headed to Tassie Salt. So I did back down to Hobart for a couple of nights, then went to Bruny Island, which is an island off an island off an island. So that was yep. quite nice down there. And uh, what nice about yourself, mate? distillery there. Yes, yes. The mate. Bruny Island whiskey. Yeah, I headed off to Falls Creek. Um that's really the only – I went some little places around beaches, Inverloch and stuff, but spent a week up there, love it up there, the high country in summer, mm. beautiful, God's country. Brilliant. But, mate, the holidays aren't over because you and I are off on holiday this weekend. Yes. Off business trip. Sorry, business trip. Yeah, we'll, we'll be breaking out the uh, Suncorp Platinum business card this weekend a fair bit, mate. <laughs> we're going up to interview Mitch Beer and we were going to do that earlier in the year, but – you got the spicy cough, which I reckon that you might have put a bit of mayo on, I suspect. But you, I don't you... reckon anyone in the world's had it worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, mate, how about we buddy get this show on the road and, and get into our first segment? Yeah. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey filled, cold cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. Mate, it is time for the Salt and Supper. You've got your own Adam Sandler stinger this year yep. for the Supper. Thanks this is happy extraordinary stuff. Yeah. So if anyone from Subway is listening, we, we are open for all sorts of sponsorship, of course. So bring it on. <laughs> and for those that haven't tuned into our first two seasons, the Salt and Supper is an opportunity where Salts and I get to invite people along for uh, you know, great performances from the week, or in this case, the uh, months gone by. But Salts, so I think it'd be remiss of us if we didn't touch on the real-life Nobu supper that we had just prior to Christmas uh, in in real life. We got together, not just this imaginary stuff, and uh, it was a pretty good night out there at Crown. It's great, wasn't it, mate? They rolled out the red carpet. It was beautiful, and, and we walked in, and the paps were there, Rick McIntosh <laughs> and some famous people, but... No, it was a good night, mate. Rick, we went into the casino after and you and I um, 
Lost a fair bit of money spinning, <laughs> spinning the wheel. I, I nearly hit 48 about 12 times. Yeah. Rick started calling the wheel. Yeah, there were a few sick beats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was good, mate. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, my highlight from the night. Salts, I think, was on the adjacent table to us at Nobu. We had, and I won't name names, but it was a jockey trainer duo. And they were just tipping us into this absolute moral that was coming up to race at Stony Creek. And we were like, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll... We'll follow it up and uh, salts. What happened there? Yeah, look, mate, I'm not into mail. I've sent it packing before, but, you know, we got that word and I looked right into it and I thought, geez, I think they might be on or something. And I've just actually went for a drive past Stony Creek the other day and it was actually still running. <laughs> so it hasn't come home yet. It was yeah. absolutely pathetic. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen two people more confident in my life. That's, oh, what, that's what a truckload of Yamazaki whiskey and a, and yeah. a few, uh, yeah, a little bit of Japanese food will do to you. Uh, my first invite salts for season three. I'm inviting along uh, jockey Mitchell Aiken. So I uh, don't know if anyone caught uh, the Geelong trials last week, but I just want to uh, invite him along and commend him on his on his ride on a five-legged horse in uh, Pinier, um, who certainly didn't have a Pinier. So the two-year-old, he uh, got the fifth leg in the jump out salts and uh, it was extraordinary stuff. He had two fillies either side of him on the bar- in the barriers and uh, fired up a little, the, the cult. Oh, that's good. In high school, you said it was like the ultimate offense to say to your mate. It's like, you're a pinner. <laughs> hey, I think the, I, I heard that, that they might have given that horse some aphrodisiacs before the trial. It was spotted it was spotted eating some oysters and asparagus actually before the trial. So I think they've actually it it, it gives new meaning. It's it's two year old. Um and they've said they were gonna aim it up at the blue diamonds, but instead they fed it several blue diamonds. <laughs> That's not bad. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All so. right. Well, that rounds out, a, you know, it's just a solid start to the supper for season There's actually three. only one. I didn't even think of someone to bring. It looks yeah. stacked, so I thought we'll just keep rolling. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you earn your way into the supper. You don't just get invites yeah, for the exactly. sake of invites. Hey, yeah. let's move on to pack your nags now. No stinger as yet for pack your nags, but we'll work on that um, mm. in, in the coming episodes. Uh, so this is a chance, listeners, where Salts and I, if we're not happy with things, we get to send them, send them packing basically from uh, from the weeks gone by. And uh, mate, my first one that I want to send packing is rapid antigen testing. The rats. Rats? Do you mean like? Bookies. No, like rapid antigen testing rats. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. like you said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Working beautifully. So, <laughs> mate, Australia has been lining up for rapids at pharmacies. If, you know, the states have been filled. It's just the absolute pits. I hate it. And there needs to be a better way. And I just think this presents as a really good opportunity for the Brains Trust here at Two Units to fix two problems at once. Salts. So I've got a bit of a proposal in packing eggs this week. I'm going with rapid antigen racing. So we know that the rapid <laughs> racing, it's been a little bit controversial at Flemington. Uh, last week we had the Friday meet and, you know, people are get putting their two bobs in to revolutionise rapid racing. So I've come up here with rapid antigen racing where every Melbourneian who needs a rat test 
heads along to Flemington, lines up at the thousand meters, and the first the first two thousand people along across the line get a get a wrap kit. So I think it fixes two problems, and I'd more than happy I'd be more than happy to stand up on the uh, balcony and drink a froth and watch people fight it out for a wrap kit. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that actually. I'll, yeah. I'll come up with you and have a few beers and and watch rapid antigen racing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fixing one problem at a time, mate. Oh, that's good. Yeah, mate. What, what I'm going to send packing is um, you and I had a bit of a not an incident, but we had a, 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 a an occurrence over the holidays where <laughs> yes. So I had Tycoonus one out in the quaddy, and I had about three hundred percent of the quaddy. So with with my bet on him as well, you know, look looking at six six to seven grand mm. if Tycoonus won. So that was a good opportunity to lay some off. So, you know, it got a nice result anyway, but I would have liked the whole lot. And you had Tycoonist in the quaddy, but you also had True Detective going for, what, four, four and a half grand? Yeah, four and a half, five. Two yeah. out. And, yeah, so True Detective nosed out Tycoonist and it was a, it was a bit icy because I, I was real flat and you were real happy. And it was, yeah, it was a it was real just, weird was, group chat sort of stuff, yeah, going, it was, wasn't it? I was very sad and, and you said, look, I know you're sad, but I'm also happy and I understood that too, but I was also very sad and it took me a while to get over. So I'm, I'm sending packing when you've got a good mate and one of you is happy and the other one's really sad because it's, yeah, it's like not that. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, mate. Hey, my next one, big segment of packing eggs this week is uh, I'm going to send the TAB packing. So good friend of the show, Tobes uh, gets in touch with us a bit. He had a bet a few weeks back uh, on a horse called Glen Isla Myla at Rockhampton. He had 160 bucks on at $2.25. Um, unraced maiden, I believe. There were three scratchings in the field. So you're going to cop some deductions, aren't you? So it's three scratchings. You know, you're going to cop some deductions. That's standard. Yep. Problem here is it did reduce uh, the field to a race of two. And uh, after scratching, so the odds came in, and he ended up getting odds of $1 for Glen Isla Myla. <laughs> so $160 stake turned into a $160 return in a two-horse race. And, yeah. you know, you got to get deductions, but that just sucks. Come on, DAB. <laughs> yeah, back that's back in there. How it can come down to just money back is quite extraordinary when, yeah. there, when there is a chance it can possibly lose, like fair it's- income. Outrageous. And uh, the last thing Salt's I want to send packing is I want to send Salt's celebrity status packing. We went to the races at HQ together in what, December? Or wait, I can't even remember what meet it was. Um, yeah, late December, yeah. Yeah. And the some of these, you know, the unit army or the Sultan army coming up and getting photos and asking for tips and all this sort of garbage. It's just... Horrific stuff, and yeah, I, I just couldn't cough much more of it, mate. I was trying to hold the vomit back in my mouth, but uh, you were lacking it up. Yeah, well, I'm a man of the people, mate. When people come up and <laughs> and want to get a photo, you know, I'm not going to send them off. But there was That's a bit true. of undermining of you going on. One group said, "Oh, should we get the umpire in there as well?" Jeez, that's yeah, that's yeah. That was well. That bloke just for a bit of context kept referring to Sydney as Mexico, so I think he <laughs> needs to get a map out for a start. <laughs> work out his north and south. But anyway, uh, that rounds out back in eggs for the first episode back salts, which means we're going to go to a quick break and then we're going to be back with salt specs and get into the serious part of the show. 
Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It's time for our Salts Specs part of the show. And as always, it's brought to you by Top Sport. And uh, yeah, we want to thank Top Sport. We're maintaining a strong partnership with them. And and uh, Tristan and the team there have been absolutely great, haven't they, Salts? So we look forward to working with them for another season. Yeah, outstanding. Thank you. Uh, mate, we got Specs today across five states. We're heading to the Valley. we got a... Um, meet at Rose Hill, Morfittville. We've got a couple of tips there at the Sunshine Coast and Ascot as well. We're going to kick things off at the Valley. What can we expect in terms of weather and track? She's been pretty steaming in Victoria the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been very hot and hot enough that it races a firm two last week, which you very, very rarely see in the city. But the thing is this week is there's lots of rain forecasts for Friday. And, and even before that arrived, as we speak on Thursday afternoon, the track's rated a soft five, so there's over 70 mils has gone on in the last week. So obviously racing firm two on the weekend, they've juiced it to the nine since then. And those inside lanes were really compacted and fast last week. And I actually think with some rain, um, I think this track might race on speed again with the rail staying in that same position. Jeez, when I saw the firm two last week, I thought I was um, punting at Funabashi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, anyway, we're going to kick things off in race one. I'm going to start off the spec segment. So the salt specs, I'll kick things off in race one, which is a three-year-old race for the Phillies, benchmark 70 over the 1500. And I like one here, uh, Rio Yuki Salts, who I know you were with, um, you follow her after her last run at the Valley. um, And then last start at Caulfield, I thought there were some genuine excuses. So Drew... Drew wide, the muddling tempo sort of forced her to over-race and lose momentum. I think Lane can be a little bit more positive here from uh, gate two in a smallish field, and I think out to 1,500 is a big plus. So I'm happy to play Rio Yuki at 3.20 in the first at the Valley. Yeah, I was super keen, and usually when I am, I'll, I'll follow up the next start. The only thing that I thought was against her last start was she ended up on the rail and she likes a bit of room to move and probably end up mm. might end up there. This week, but if she gets a, a good ride and out in time, then she'll win. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's head to race three. So it's one we both like here. It's an open handicap over the mile. Yeah, Zoltan here, Ibrahimovic, and <laughs> look, he comes through a, a very, very fast race last start. Now it was a fast day at Warnable, but it wasn't this fast. The winner. To Valu is he's a group winner in waiting. That's an absolute certainty. If he stays down, he'll be winning a group race. Linda was really positive from the gates, but was forced to slot in for some midfield cover, and he was clearly best of the rest. The winner's in a league of his own, but you know he, he's not. He's better than an open handicapper. So I think she'll use a low draw today and be handy. And if he handles the backup, which she actually has in the past, he backed up eight days and ran fifth in a group two mile back in New Zealand. Then. With the brace, I think you'll win the race. Yeah, I'm 100% with you, mate. I love it when uh, Simon Wilde comes to town. You know, you're sick of me saying that because you just don't <laughs> think it makes any sense, but I love it. Um, yeah, don't mess with the Zoltan. Uh, it's sort of <laughs> some real 
Sandler vibes too there. But yeah, that Tuvalu form is excellent, mate. And yeah, I agree everything you've said. So $4.60 there on top sport is Zoltan in race three. Hey, let's go to race five now. You've got a tip for us in the Vobus Gold Carrot. It's a three-year-old race over the six furlongs. Yes, mate. A bit of a clue. I wore one of these bad boys to my year 12 graduation and the is there a horse called is there a horse called G-Banger <laughs> mate the stripes were about oh. two inches apart and thick <laughs> white so it kind of does still sound like I'm talking about potentially a G-Banger but I'm talking about pinstripe here and I, I oh, rocked a pinstripe job. suit and they're actually coming back a little bit the pinstripes but mate he didn't beat much on debut, but it was his strength late in the heavy going at Moe that was outstanding. Tipped straight out, two jump outs leading in very nice, and 1,200 metres looks a great kickoff point, and any gives obviously not an issue, and it's this time of year that the Ember Yusufovic stable absolutely targets with great success this off-season period over the summer, and I think this horse has been put away for it, and this is a good money race for Vobus eligible horses, and I reckon he's aimed right up at it. There you go. So he's with the Enver Jusifovic pinstriped at $2.90 in race five. Mm-hmm. Uh, heading along to race six now, and this is a benchmark 70 over the 1600, and I'm just going to sort of back my computer chair up a little bit here because Salts could get a little bit touchy because a familiar name sort of presents in race six. Yeah, well, he was a moral last start, gentleman Roy. Um Oh, look, I'm not going to back over it too far. I, I feel what's what's done is done. But a 12.44 from the six to the four when you're leading on a horse that relishes a strong tempo is just asking to get beaten by one with the turn of foot behind you. So it's obviously a positive here that Luke Nolan takes back over because he rode him at Flemington two starts back and bowled along on him. He won as he liked and, and put a hole in the rest, which you should have the next start, the same horse that beat him. And... He'll be ridden positive here, and it should be a genuine gallop because there's a horse drawn underneath him called Delightful Delightful Journey that rolls across and is going to ensure this gallop. And from all reports, he works quite well at home on the softer going, so I'm not sure that's going to be an issue. And if that's the case, he'll win the race. And that's uh, Gentleman Roy at $2.50 there on Top Sport. Uh, I'm going to take over here with race seven salts which is the feature the group two australia stakes and uh there's a horse here who i just i love her marabi um currently was two dollars last i checked on top sport um and i'd love to get some of those black figures about her um she's she absolutely destroys the clock and disrespects anyone that comes near her and that's that's sort of my type of girl salts so this is the (laughs) sort of horse (laughs) this is the sort of horse you want to be with particularly with a good draw at the Valley. And uh, I think she just takes another step here. And um, if she does win, then, yeah, you can basically head down to the local trophy shop now and engrave her name on the Oakley plate, I reckon, Salts. And that's um, that's Marabi. At, yeah, closer to $2, I wouldn't want to be taking under $1.80, that's for sure. So you might have to use one of your little top-up features or something, <laughs> uh, listeners, if that price has been snapped. Mate, that was a fast win last start, and she absorbed some heat early. Yeah, I hope it didn't bust her up. Yeah, I think this softer tempo. I'm just going to watch myself, but I wouldn't be surprised if she puts a hole in them. Mm. 
Uh, let's head to Morfittville now, Salts. You've got three plays for us here. What can we expect in terms of the track there on Saturday? Yeah, we're racing here after a good break. It's, it's had a while off and the rail's true. The winds are light and we're here on the eternal good four, so it should race well. Uh, first race we're going to head to is race four, which is a benchmark 68 over the 1,100 metres. You've got a couple of plays. Yes, can't see either of these two not winning. Uh, I'm going to back spin the reward just at the price difference and I'm going to save Secret War. So that's one unit spin the reward and half a unit Secret War and no public work for spin the reward, but his win here fresh last prep simply just wins this race. It was an absolute stormer and I think he can track a good speed here and finish off. But Secret War will lead very fast horse and, and if it's unchallenged with the weight drop this week save this week from last week when it was wet and 1200 and just couldn't have won with 57 kilos i think he'll be hard to bet back he's a fast horse so back and save so it's one unit spin the reward at three dollars eighty half a unit secret war at three dollars let's move on now to race six it's a no metro wins benchmark 70 over the mile we've got a bit of value for us yeah i do i like luca modric here and this is a fair way from from Real Madrid, but the Bernabeu. Yeah, tackles tackles a much deeper race out of a, a fifty four, which is <laughs> extremely low. But mate, his effort last start over the mile was excellent. Sat three wide without cover for pretty much the whole trip. Hit the front very early and got swooped on by one late Aussie sojourn here, who's mm. who's a little longer in the market. But just had a way softer run and mate, he drops 10 and a half kilos for this. Now, when it when we're talking about weight drops, you, you basically only see those weight drops with horses coming out of the picnics. So th- mm. this is an incredible weight drop and I think he's, he's hard fit and that run last start measures right up. And uh, that's Luca Modric at $8.50 in race six at Morphville and you're playing point. Eight five of a unit yes. on Luca. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's head to race seven now. That's a benchmark sixty eight over the eighteen hundred meters. You like one? Yeah. Yeah, I was with Cuban State last start at Warnable and look, it should have it should have completely bolted in. There was a change of tactic to be ridden more forward, but unfortunately that didn't eventuate and it just sort of got cluttered up and it was actually a tragedy beaten on about twelve separate occasions. If if any of these twelve separate occasions it got out. It wins the race and and none of it happened. It had a lap on them and I think today on on this map there's there's less speed than that last start. It's it's going to be much much more forward in the run today and and with clear air it it, it should be winning. Yeah, and you're going to get four bucks about Cuban State just come in a little bit already uh, there on top sport. Yep. Um, and that rounds out the tips at Moorfield. Before we do move on, though, there's a there's a nice little stakes race that will tell us a little bit about the upcoming preps of Behemoth and Kemmel Passer as well. So it's, uh, that's race eight, the Durbridge Stakes. So that'll be a good one to sit back and watch and see see how those uh, two athletes have come back. Yeah, I I actually backed Kemmel Passer to beat Behemoth last year, both first up at 1100, and Behemoth just ran past him like he wasn't even there. So. Yeah, Big boy. Yeah, he's, a, he's a big boy. He should win that. He's a big boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, mate, I'm going to give you just a little break before we head to Rose Hill. And I've just got one at uh, the sunny coast that I'm going to be playing at on the weekend. And it's the, I mean, I'm not 
getting out of bed for a maiden up there. It's the Sunshine Coast Cup over 1,400. And there's a horse I like there, Desert Lord, at four bucks. And I've always had a lot of time for this bloke. And he was a little bit frustrating for punters uh, in his New South Wales career, but he's well and truly found his goal, I think, up there in Queensland. And I like this placement by Van Dyke. It looks like a clear set play. He's got a horse that fires fresh. First up, he's a, he's a bully, and he's going straight to the 1400 this time off three solid tune-up trials. Ryan Maloney's got a great relationship, rode him in those tune-up trials as well. So I think he's a good bet. He's got to go past the Herovian, who once upon a time, that horse morphed into a picket fence. So, um, But I think he's sort of past his best now. So I think if Desert Lord runs up to his last listed run at the Gold Coast when he was fresh. I think he's just going to be very, very hard to beat here on the, the sunny coast track, and that's Desert Lord at four bucks. I am Lord. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, let's head to Rose Hill. And uh, what can we expect? Sydney drying weather, perhaps? Uh, I saw it was a five or something this morning. Yeah, it's the rail was three metres last week and it improved from six to pretty much a four and it was very difficult to make ground. Now the rail goes to six metres and it's going to be a good four, possibly three. I I suspect the rail will be the place to be and I wouldn't want to be settling any further back than, than midfield at the best. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's kick things off in race eight, uh, going deep into the card. Uh, it's a benchmark 88 over the 1,500 metres. Yeah, I think Yee Yee looms as the better of the day here. Now, really good return, sprinted well off a slow tempo and drawn low today. I expect he tags up on what looks like a strong speed and will be a strong speed. And if he can peel off that fence in time, he'll very likely win the race. And he was an excellent second up winner last time in work. And, and first up, he finished next to Lakeen, who ties in Canasta. King's Air gets a nice run in behind the speed, but I think yeah, he's a better horse. Omaji's a bit inconsistent, but can measure up. And Canassa's one here that I've backed the last two starts, and if you bring the finishing line forward 50 centimetres, he wins both of them. Interesting that Jockey rode a kilo overweight last start, and he lost by a centimetre, so figure that out. But he's backed up quickly deep into the prep earlier in 2021 and failed and then spelled and his last run before spelling is often a flop and he's seventh up now. I'm just wondering on the backup if that's, if today is the day and he will ensure a good gallop, but I think yeah, he parks off it and finishes off 1.25 units. Pretty keen on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you take much into account? I think yeah, he was actually nommed for the race last week that featured Canasta and Lakeen as well and was scratched. Do you take much out of that? Uh, what I take out of it is now, it has had a little bit of an extra break. Mm. It's still got that zip in its legs, 14 to 15, rather than 14 to 16. Mm-hmm. And Rose Hill, great record at Rose Hill. So, um, yeah, I don't take anything as I think it's a positive. Yeah, yeah, at $3.20, 1.25 units is the play in race eight. Let's head now to race nine, which is another benchmark 88, this time over the 1,200 metres. Yeah, sorry, I, I lost my words there because I spoke about last week, the Rose Hill Rail. It was two weeks ago that that's the way the Rose Hill track played, but um, makes no difference. Race nine, yeah, like you said, I, I'm, I'm following up with the bopper here. I was with the bopper last start. That was on that day at Rose Hill with the rail three metres where it was terribly difficult to make ground, and I thought he was poorly ridden. Change of tactic to be ridden forward 
if circumstances permitted. He was away brilliantly and then eased up mm. for cover. Didn't actually end up getting that cover because the first two cleared out. Fast horses, Mr. Mosaic Bellucci, babe. Then he faced the breeze and was forced to drag them all up. And it was four weeks into that. And I think he looks right for 1,200 metres now. I will watch. If the rail's super, super hot, rule of law. There's the, My only knock on rule of law is the price difference. If it's if the price is the other way around, I play them the other way around. So if that rail's fire, you could save on rule of law. But I think Rangers is primed here for 1,200. So you got the bopper there. Sorry, and- not Rangers, the bopper. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Rangers 13 bucks. Yeah. But we're not betting him. No. Go on the bopper at four bucks there. And is that just one unit salts racing on? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And you just got a note in uh, terms of acceptant dual noms in uh, race 10 as well that you just wanted to tell the listeners about? Yeah, well, Nevaez was outstanding fresh at Flemington. Outstanding. Sat three wide on a strong tempo and... And kept coming late. It was a brilliant return. And he's accepted in race four at Rose Hill and race 10 at Rose Hill. Acceptances were well over 24 hours ago now. Like when's the point in time where they need to actually tell us which race they're picking? Mm -hmm. I I think he's far more suited in race 10. So watch watch where he goes. Excellent. Uh, Let's head to, I just got a little tip at Ascot Salts to round out our spec segment today. And uh, it's in the... Scenic Blast Stakes, which is in race eight there over the 1,200. And I really like this horse, uh, been with the last two starts, and that's Miss Kentucky at three bucks. A huge win two back. She gave up nearly six lengths over the 1,000 metres and still managed to give the field wind burn. Stepped out to 1,100 metres last start in the Miss Andretti Stakes and again was super impressive winning. I think out to 1,200 metres here is only a positive. Drawn wide, but sort of the racing pattern, the, the sort of negates the barrier anyway. So uh, I like that wide draw, ensures that she stays out of trouble. And I'm, I'm confident she takes care of this field. And I think she's one that Simon Miller may actually bring east at, at some point. So, so yeah, okay. I think she's she's a quality horse and that's uh, Miss Kentucky at three bucks. Nice. That'll be probably about eight o'clock or something. And that's got him race eight. Keep, hey, the day yeah, well, keep the day rolling. Yeah. What What's more late night racing, eh? <laughs> <laughs> up late on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He loves it. Yep. Aren't you going to start delving into some Hong Kong form as well? <laughs> no, no, I'll leave that alone. You'd never see if you bet here and in Hong Kong and follow them all. I don't get how you sleep. If I watch yeah. a race at nine o'clock, I got me adrenaline up. I got to bloody have some chamomile tea. In fairness, though, you do do form at Dubbo, and I'm sure those people that follow races yeah, in Hong Kong true. probably don't go to the bush as such. Anyway, that rounds out our first specs segment for season three. It's time now for two units, our best bets around Australia for the weekend. And as always, I'll kick it off, and I'm heading back to the Valley, and uh, I really like one here. Um, it's the Ma Eustace trained Dunder Cheap. I've even lost what race it is here, so how am I going? Well, I think it's like race five. It's race no, four. It's race four. Yeah, spot on. Race four, the Valley Dunder Cheap at $3.30. So as I mentioned, uh, lightly raced Galloper trained by the Magicians. Had close to a year out and returned in, uh, dare I say it, the purple highlighter race over the mile at Caulfield where, um, as I mentioned, it was just completely void of speed. John Allen put him into the race at the 600 with a with a wide run, and and he stuck on really well. 
um, behind Savannah Cloud and, and Jenna Roy, and that was a big pass mark for me. Um, and I think she'd come on really well from that. So gets to the famous 2,040-metre trip now, draws to get a really economical run, and uh, well, I think Dundurt Cheap um, ceiling is basically the St Paul's Cathedral in comparison to these other runners <laughs> who have just found their mark. So he's the horse with the upside, um, and I think he's the horse that you, you want to be with in this race, and I'm, I'm confident that you know coupling that training duo with straight out to 2040, I think it's going to win on, on Saturday, Salty. My home phone's ringing. Fair income. Have a go. This is uh, extraordinary. <laughs> Hang on a second. Hello, I, no, sorry. I'm doing the two units podcast. No, sorry. I can't actually give you $500 worth of iTunes vouchers. No, sorry. Yep. Catch you later. There Hang you on. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit to unpack here. So... My iPhone says the 27th of January, 2022. Who's got a home phone? That's <laughs> nah, all good, mate. Come on, mate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mate you, Over to you. You, you. you speak of upside there. Like, what about that one that won yesterday? Yonce. Like, yeah, wins are made in it at Mornington. Rated okay. Absolutely jumps out of the ground. Second up, spanks him. Then came back nicely under pressure mm. yesterday. Yeah, that I've said in the group chat, like it's becoming a bit of a joke how good that stable is. They win everything. They had a maiden. They had a maidener win at Pakenham that was bred well, trained by them. That started twenty dollars on on debut and wins. They just win everything. It's unfair. It's extraordinary. Yeah. You can't beat them. Join them. I just bought a horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. them, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I'm sick of taking them on. <laughs> Mate, I'm, <laughs> anyway. I'm going on Morpherville for me, best bet. Race three, it's a benchmark 72 over 1,200 metres, and I'm really keen on one here for one and a half units, and that's Lady Simone. She backs up seven days and maps to get a lovely trail here. Just 51 kilos on her back with the claim, and she is weighted to win this race far more often than she doesn't. And really, the only thing beating her is if she doesn't handle the backup or bad luck so if she handles the backup and and gets the lovely trail and peels off as i anticipate she will she she rates heaps clear so pretty keen on her lady simone yeah and that's uh two dollars sixty there on uh, on top sport and you've putting a few eggs in the angus chung basket this week salts with that three kilo claim he's going, well. Chung-y, he's going well hopefully chungy can have a good uh good day in town yep Mate, uh, that um, rounds out the two-unit segment, which means we just uh, kicked off Season 3, Episode 1. It's uh, good to be back in front of the old uh, Blue Yeti mic, isn't it? It is. High-quality mic, this. Sounds crisp. It's good. Yeah, and uh, as you touched on at the start of the show as well, Salts, we are off to Albury to do a three-units with Mitch Beer on Saturday. So uh, we'll have that ep up likely on Sunday when I get my editing skills or when we get the editing team together. And, uh, <laughs> that one will give you some good early listening next week as well. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that and uh, all the best on the weekend. Um, as always, gamble responsibly. Good to be back and uh, we'll be in your ears next week. Yeah, we're going to take him out for dinner, aren't we? So um, we booked a table for three at the local KFC, which would be good. So looking <laughs> forward get to in, it. mate. I'm about to go to Red Rooster. <laughs> oh, Red Rooster. It's booked out. <laughs> Ah, oh, lovely. Have a good one. I started chain with my thought.